So welcome to It's Not All About The Numbers, the leadership podcast that doesn't just focus on the bottom line. Uh, my name is Chris and I am joined today by Mike. Hello. And today, um, this is a New Year's special. So our co-host today is going to be Optimism. Uh, and we're going to be very <laughs> optimistic about the future. There's lots of headlines out there at the moment, but uh, we are going to be very optimistic about this pod, about 2024, and about everything that's going to be happening during this year. So welcome. And if you are interested in uh, subscribing, then obviously hit the subscribe on all the channels that you get your podcast from. And if you do want to leave a review or just hit those five stars, it really does help. Um, and we would really appreciate it because uh, the word is getting out there, Mike. Um, people are seeing what we're doing. Have you seen that? I, I, I've spoken to people and seen people messaging that they've been listening to the, the podcast, which is a very interesting thing when it happens. It's flattering, I think. It's yeah, really absolutely. nice to see it. Yeah. So, and more of it. And more of it. It's great to know that it's hitting the right notes. Um for our our tribe so uh kicking things off how um how was your week we we obviously are going out first week of january so you'll have had christmas by this time but first of all how was how was your real week how was the real week so the real week which is the last week of work before christmas um uh, been been pretty good i'm currently now trying to reset my brain into optimism mode and switch off my intrinsic brummy negativity um so in optimism mode um yeah i had a, a good week uh, a few days in london working with the uh the, the team that i'm working with there which was which was great and i had a really nice time actually yesterday doing a retro over the the past 12 months and what i've been up to over the past year so in terms of positivity and optimism it was actually quite ni nice seeing how my year generated from a, a start of the year not having much work on the horizon through to doing some really really interesting stuff through the year so yeah that sounds good and well well managed pessimism there so uh <laughs> you know it's good good to see and this is this is going to be going out in the new year and i think it is you know, some people see New Year's resolutions and, and all of that as quite self-indulgent. Uh, some people see it as a very, very necessary part of the year. So, um, and I certainly do. Uh, I'm always planning, to be honest. But uh, my week was fun. I had, um, I took the kids to uh, ET in concert on, on the South Bank, which was pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's a surefire way to, to kind of feel festive, even though it's not a Christmas film, but it's one of those spielberg uh john williams combinations that uh sets the right tone R amazing to see you know like a hundred piece philharmonic orchestra uh doing doing what they do so, so is that the, is that they, they play the film and there's a concert playing the music live is that how exactly that yeah, yeah yeah the film's playing imagine an orchestra pulpit it's yeah. set up exactly the same but the film's playing above them and the orchestra kind of half lit so you can see them playing at the same time and it's it's fascinating actually to see how they do it because the the composer um sorry the conductor has to have the film going in front of him and there's various prompts popping popping up on the screen all the time so it's yeah it was just really interesting and I, I, the kids loved it they were quite inspired and uh, i had a good old reminisce because i was nine when that came out wow. uh, my, wow. and my daughter's nine now and drew barrymore was like five yeah <laughs> no, in that film it's all very scary i mean to be to be honest when you first said that about et et in concert i did have a kind of like a pantomime et 
image straight into my head, which is why I clarified, because I think pantomime ET, I mean, it could be funny, but I don't think it would have been as moving. No, no. And controversial, uh, I know, but I'm not a big fan of pantomime. I, I, I love the idea of it, but I just can't can't get into it at all. <laughs> uh, and the other thing uh, that I did was our lunch and learn, which was uh, borrowing some facilitation tools and techniques from your good self. Uh, I I saw your comment; you felt like you missed out. Um, Definitely, but you're you know think of me as your young apprentice uh, stepping into that to that chair. But it did; it went really well. It's really nice to sort of have that. A structured agendaless meeting with all of the members um and you never know what's going to come up but as you always say you know trust the process and it, yeah. it really did work there's some great great people on there some so, great so that, that was a lean coffee right you did a lean coffee yes. session it was a lean coffee and if you don't know what that is look it up um okay. it's really cool no i'm glad i'm glad it worked and i'm glad glad the uh the process worked it would have been a nightmare if it, if it hadn't and then all of the times that i've said trust the process suddenly come crashing down into nonsense yeah, yeah. if if it didn't work it was definitely because of me rather than the process <laughs> uh which almost <laughs> happened but anyway so yeah a good week um so what's happening in the world well obviously this is going out uh first week of jan um, so hopefully nothing, nothing has been happening much in the world of work. Uh, are you are you off off? Or are you well, working a bit? I'm plan, planning to be mostly off. I've got a couple of bits of work which I've been prevaricating over for ages. So actually having a little bit of time to just sort of sit down and finish them off will probably be done. But I, I, I won't be doing much over the next couple of weeks. Or I, I haven't done much over the last couple of weeks, depending on which way you want to look at it. Does it you feel like you need thinking time for some of this stuff and you never get to it? That's how I feel. It it's more prevarication time. I need the deadline to hand it over to be real and then I will actually do it. I, yeah. I don't I've done a, I do lots of thinking. So in my head I'm constantly making changes and planning the reports and whatever it is. But actually, the the deadline is the thing that drives me. Actually, getting the, the sit, you know, getting the uh, inspiration to sit down and write stuff down. So yeah, yeah there's that. But I mean, the the pressure, other bit is what do they say? Pressure makes diamonds. So you know, yeah, yeah. that's the, that, that's the positive way of putting it, rather than I'm, I'm really crap with deadlines. I might write that across the top. But obviously, the the other thing, obviously, Christmas. I'm 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 going back to the Brummy homeland um, for a couple of days to see the family, um, which will involve the festive sport of go-karting um so that was oh. the way of that was the way of bribing my kids to come along was to that, let's go go-karting is that a family tradition then all a bit of you know festive go-karting i think i think it might be it might be from this year on well that sounds good and not a lot of work happening which is good um i plan on doing absolutely nothing to be honest with you Excellent. it's been uh use most of december to replan the year so uh hopefully i'm listening to this in january you're listening to this in january and i have kept to my words and i haven't uh done and i've you know the team have sort of said look there's a few content pieces that we could work on in between christmas and new year and i was like no just take the time off you know i know it's great downtime and you all need thinking time for content that's that's where i was going actually um when i asked you but yeah you, you just also just need to switch off sometimes so yeah absolutely job job done sounds good so um so this podcast is our new year's special and we are going to be full of optimism 
about the future. And you you suggested doing something a little different this week. Yeah, I thought we could we could look at um, w- what we wanted to happen or what we wanted to come up in in the new year. So not exactly resolutions, but sort of aspirations and what we'd like to see happen over the next twelve months. Excellent. So, and top of the list would be another quiz from Chris. As you yeah, so well. F- 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 funny you should say that. That, that was the first <laughs> thing that I thought of. Go on, uh, then you start. What is at the top of your list then? I- I've got five things to go through. You go first. Sort of in preparation to this, I wrote a, a blog yesterday, just sort of like going through, do, as I mentioned, doing the retro and sort of thinking about next year. So I've written them all down in a blog. And actually, as I started thinking, I realised that most of the things that I was saying were about this pod. So... Uh, so most of mine are podcast related, related or a bit broader. So the first one is is about sort of carrying on working with you really on leading this chart, that leading the charge and leading this rebalancing from transformation transformation being about technology to transformation being about people. I think there's mm-hmm. a whole heap of things that you can do with the technology, but what we we found from talking to people on the pod over the last you know, couple of months is people first is is the way and getting the right people in the right place at the right time is really important i i couldn't agree more i i think i i said something on the podcast that i heard it when i was editing and i it reminded me that we had come up with this sort of joint mission of reducing the failure rate in transformation right it was sort of this you know underlying reason for what we're doing and we all know that transformation failure is is rarely about the technology or not rarely but it's it's not the the main reason it's always on the adoption side it's on the people side it's on the engagement side talked a bit to hannah about the implementation and i think that that's that's where for some reason we don't invest a lot of time or we don't or we take it for granted that people will just adapt and adopt um but but we're not like that so I've got a bit of a theory on that, that at the, the, the reason for that is that it's so hard to measure that bit, you know, in, in terms of reporting and success and things like that. It, it's really hard to, you know, has this transformation been successful? Yes, we've implemented the software tick. That's easy to measure. Have we implemented the transformation? Yes, everybody's operating differently and thinking differently. Really hard to measure. And, and I think it, it, it just comes back to what's easy to measure. Yeah. So that's one of mine as well. So I'd say, you know, I want this podcast and I'd I'd like all of the messaging and the work that I do, to be honest with you, about to be about inspiring change and reducing that failure rate. And that is centered on on people. Um, I'll pick up the baton on the people side of things. I think the other one that I would love to happen in 2024 is and this is maybe a little bit uh self-serving but the the rise of the online business community um so you know podcasts i think are being used more and more and more to educate people to to connect people with real conversations um and i'll come on to gen ai and all that stuff but i actually think it's going to become more important because of this um shift in gen ai and i actually think that people are they really want you know connection they want community they want um places where you can really sort of exchange ideas and i mentioned the the lunch and learn and the lean coffee approach things like that you know it's all about bringing people together to to discuss things but also 
to do it in a way where there is this psychological safety. And um, I had some lovely feedback today. I was talking to one of the team and they sort of said, you know, within Gen CFO, you've actually created a lot of psychological safety amongst the team. So we feel that we can say whatever we want and test and learn and, and make mistakes. And obviously I do that in all of the community work that I do as well. So I think it's kind of, in, I want the the online business communities to evolve, not just Gen CFOs, but all of them because I think they're going to be needed more and more and more. And if you can get the balance right between having sensible conversations with the right people in a safe space, then that is just gold dust for the people who bothered to turn up. Yeah, that, that, that makes perfect sense. And, and it is that is the magic. Um, the thing that's going through my head is that, you know, we went through the pandemic and went through this rapid shift from office working to remote working but none of that kind of um the, the human experience that lived around remote working was really thought about so you know i was working with people who were basically stuck in a flat on their own in in, in london for uh, hours and days on end without any 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 other human contact than through the screen and those screen contacts will work so actually those online communities for remote working and people that are having hybrid more hybrid working ex experiences i think i think it's really going to be needed so yeah it makes perfect sense i, I sometimes talk about it uh, you know long before the pandemic there was this third space theory and i sometimes talk about it as a third space where it's somewhere in between work and home yeah because you can't have the same conversations in work and at home as you can do in these third spaces um yeah. But it has shifted since the pandemic. I think you're right. And and you make a really good point that people were just told to get on with it at first. And it was pretty inhumane how yeah. we said to people, you know, just stay at home and work and continue working. And, you know, there's a massive debate about, you know, whether we return to the office or not and, you know, introverts are happier or whatever. But I think just being more intentional and more humane about how we go about things um, is going to lead to, you know, great online communities, great online business communities. And as I said, you know, there's no smoke and mirrors here, right? This is very self-serving in terms of Gen CFO, but I, I truly believe that we're doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I, and, and yeah, I, I agree. I can see it's not it's not just Gen CFO. It it is, but it is linked to the psychological safety, the openness, and actually having having that third space to talk. The, the where you would used to in the old days, head down the pub, have a beer, and just chat to you know Sid, who happened to be down there. It, that doesn't exist anymore. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Poor old. So, Sid. what's next on your list? Um. So. Another another pod one, but obviously um, over over the past few months we've we've kicked off the podcast. We've had loads of really great guests, but it's been very. We've had lots of finance chat, which I, I like the finance chat. But then my you know my strapline of not being an accountant means I really want to bring some more data and digital and other people in to complement the kind of like, the, the finance gurus that you you're finding, um, because I think that one of the one of the things that i found through my career is that we we fall into silos really easily um and what i see from from across different expert groups and from different people is that the experiences are common the, the what what you can learn from someone that's worked in digital and apply 
apply in finance or learn from somebody that's been working on mental health over there and apply just in business in general. I, I think that that's where I'd like to explore further with uh, with with sort of this this podcast and the conversations that we're having, sort of scratching those. So I've got a list of names of people who I've tapped up and I've got some people in my head that are gonna I'm going to tap up. But yeah, digital data people, but also people around mental health, well being and just all of the other stuff that goes around being successful in transformation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's sort of you know, I know obviously I been in finance that's where my network is and that's kind of why you know that that i've got that leaning uh but i absolutely agree with you that this is this is a general shift you know transformation it is comes in many forms it could be wholesale it could be just functional and i and i welcome that outside inside view I welcome, you know, the multidisciplinary approach. I also think that, you know, high performance and, and sustainability is is a is a general thing, you know. As as much as I do agree with what you're saying there, I want the digital finance function roles to be the sexiest in the profession. <laughs> you know, if not the world, right? I, I think there is so much, you know, I think it was the Harvard Business Review a few years ago said, you know, data science is the the new and sexiest role in the world. And I thought there's so many aspects to this shift that are becoming more and more commonplace in leadership, digital first leadership, you know, these sort of analytics translators roles that you talked about translator role, the sort of CFO technologists, which aren't, at, they're not coding, you know, they're, they're just there to kind of make sure that we're getting the most out of the technology that's there. Um, you know, we even talked about prompt engineering, I think, in the last few weeks because of all the chat GPT stuff. You know, maybe not, but there's so many things that are, I think, empowering us to have different careers, better careers, sexy careers. And all right, might might be, you know, uh, geeky to sort of think about these new careers. But um, I'm sure it resonates with our tribe who, who do get it. I, I, so, so I completely hear what you're saying. I think there's, I've got the sarcastic thing that's going off in my head, which is you said at the start that we're going to be optimistic. There, there, there's some optimism <laughs> for you right there. Um, that's the sarcastic comment. But the 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 sort of more serious sort of response to that is uh, how I see and, and reflecting on the speak people that we've spoken to over the past few months is that it doesn't matter what silo you sit in. You could sit in finance or you could sit in digital or you could you could be a, a journalism artist or you could be whatever. Actually, it's about the people being really good and being able to explain what it is that they do and talk in a way. That's, that's the thing that makes what any role sexy, to use your word. It's actually the good people in those roles. It's not the roles themselves necessarily. Yeah, and also like being motivated by that role and aligning it to your strengths. You know, yes. like, I think uh, all the people that we've spoken to, uh, they, you know, there was this element of not knowing um, what role they wanted. Their role wasn't quite there yet. And when they found it, they were like, yeah, this is amazing. And then they're passionate about it and they talk about it and they want to do it every day. And it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. I think that's part of, you know, you, you oozing. I'm trying not to say sex appeal, but you know, oozing <laughs> passion of about these roles, right? Because you just you well, they, they, it's they're enthusiasm. aligned to your strengths. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's enthusiasm. It's it's when 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 
you would choose to do what you do for your job because it's just natural. It's it's almost your hobby. That's yeah. when it becomes like, you know, that enthusiasm oozes out of people. And it's, you know, and it's not a hobby. It's professional. Um, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, but, good, but, it's but, good to love your job. But that, but that, that, so I agree with that. But it does it is that com- comment that we made I made last week, which is work. We talk about work life balance, but actually work is life. So yes, mm. being professional, but it, it's still part of your life. You need to bring your whole human self to to that role. Brilliant. So what's next? Uh, well, I mean, touching a little bit, touching on on what we were just saying there, really. So we've um, we've spoken to some really interesting people over the last few months, and have really enjoyed. It. And what I realised when we were chatting last week, doing our sort of retro and thinking about about how things have gone, is we've spoken to some people who are clearly in the middle of their own journeys and they're on the, they have their own stories to tell, and we've kind of got a little snapshot of it. And I, I wanted to sort of think about uh, altering, not altering, it's not the right word, and um, looking at how we do the co-host role on on the uh, it's not all about the numbers podcast and almost think about some of these people will get back as a regular co-host or every so often they'll come back a bit like have i got news for you where you see the same faces series to series um because i think that there's lots people have lots to offer they're in their own stories and it'd be great to hear how people are getting on within their own stories and how that relates to what we're talking about yeah that, absolutely that's, that's uh, i would love to I'd, I would love to sort of hear more from people, uh, you know, these podcasts could go on for hours. We did make a conscious decision though, that they would be almost, there would be fast moving and, and people would actually have, um, they would wade in rather than it be an interview style, but I'm sure people would love to come back and, and, you know, talk yeah. to us and, and wade in. Um, We'd hope so. Hope so. We haven't, haven't seen the feedback <laughs> saying, saying no way yet. No, no, certainly not to our faces. And I, I love I love that idea. I think what the other one on my list was um, not just getting people back, but getting people together. I, you know, if we had, it's not all about numbers live. You know, I don't know whether it's Wembley or the NEC or whatever. <laughs> um, but it would be great to get people to, together because there's an element of um, you know the kinship and 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 I definitely feel this is more for a tribe rather than for everybody in the the world. And getting those people together would be fantastic for, uh, you know, whatever it was, a big evening out or a big day out. Um, and and maybe basing the conversations and the, the um, you know, the insights around what people want, that massive lean coffee approach. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I you know, we, we sort of mooted something similar to that recently. And I, I think that's a great idea. I, I think that there's so much in that. The experiences I've had where you get lots of people together that have sort of got a common thread. Um, you just get some great stories, knowledge, sharing, peer learning, but just networking. It, it's, it can yeah. be awesome. So yeah, I really would like to do that. A bit like a radio on road show from <laughs> a, a while back. Yeah. Well, but not quite. Yeah. Yeah. Just less music. Or maybe we bring the music in. Bring the music. Some, bring some the music. personality. So especially, yeah. Just probably as long as, less, not, uh, as long as I'm not singing, that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to get everybody together. I think that'd be good. Um, the last one I've got on my list, and this is this is needed, I think, um, is a bit of a AI reality check. Um, I actually said this about RPA a couple of years ago, which is robotic process automation. You know, when <clears throat> sort of 
where that's where you start to automate your processes with these bots. And I think there was this this huge uptick in some of the big RPA providers, you know, huge valuations of these companies. And as always, the hype curve drops back and people start to go, "Mm, okay, maybe we need to consolidate the market and maybe there isn't, you know, the same number of use cases as we thought, certainly not the same number that are prepared to be bought um by people or implemented by people and i think there's just a need for a bit of an ai reality check um i think people get it i think people get that they need to lean into this and gen ai is very much front and center and in people's faces on people's phones you know we were in the pub last night and someone was showing me an app that they were playing with to create images and then i showed him my images and <laughs> it was just all you know um very very sort of real now um but i think that's going to mean that people do want to step away from that and they want to have less content that's generated you know i mentioned it last week i think about how much content might be generated by gen ai soon or ai in general and people are going to want real experiences and and real um conversations and they're going to want to step away from the algorithms every now and again um so as great as it is to interact with these things i think there's going to be a bit of a, a reality check where people go you know what i'm actually human and i'll allow the ai intern to get on with that work but i don't necessarily want to be all over that space i want to be with people I get that. That makes that makes sense. There's a number of things going on in my head. On in my head. So, I had a chat with somebody earlier on in the week who, um, in in the, the data digital space, who said, "Oh, well, you know, I was learning to code, but then I decided I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be a user user experience designer or whatever." And I said, "Why? Well, it's right. You got Chat GPT now can help you code." He said, "Yeah, I'm actually learning prompt engineering now." So actually. It, just because we've got these kind of generative AIs in place and the large language language models in place doesn't take the, the human job away, it changes it. So actually you're now working out how to prompt the the AI rather than having to write the code yourself, but you still have to have that level of human engagement with it to do the thing that you do. So that's kind of like on one side, um, and again, backing up what you were just saying, but on the other side, so with my intellectual property rights hat on, I'm still in, I'm in this space now where we, we can do stuff so fast now, so quickly, you know, in the pub, you can be generating images online by, by saying, you know, show me a cat that's swimming in a swimming pool whilst carrying an umbrella and, you know, it it will create. But we had a, we had that engagement the other week um, where you called me Minefield Mike, where, you know, you generated an image and in to, to generate that image, you'd input a photo of yourself and a prompt. Um, and the question straight away is, well, who owns the photo of yourself that you've put into the generative AI? Because it won't be you because somebody else took it of you. So technically, there's like there's a whole heap of stuff that starts to come out of what we can do really quickly now that I don't think has even been thought of. We're still in it's almost like we're still in the magic stage. It all looks yeah. like magic and feels like magic at the moment. So we're playing with it because it's magic and we haven't quite got to the consequence stage yet, which, which will which will come. You know, when when the when the eighth Harry Potter book is written by AI because somebody prompts it and it gets published, there will be questions about, okay, can you know, how does the law work around that? How does JK Rowling feel about that? My point is 
is more it, it is twofold as well actually yes it's about how people are using gen ai and how they're changing their role as a result of that but i think the other part of it is 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 just people's use of it i think there is actually a bit of a declining return and i think it's 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 one like you said it's magic it's wonderfully powerful right but you know how many magic shows do you go to in your lifetime let alone in a year right <laughs> that after a while you're like well I, I wouldn't mind, you know, having a conversation about this rather than, you know, just relying on the algorithm to aggregate this information for me. You know, how how much of what I see online is just AI generated attention grabbing stuff. Can I have a conversation about this? Can I talk to someone? Can I get an opinion from this? So I think there's this almost I think the the almost like the commodification of of content will start to turn people off it and i think that's also a bit of a reality check because our behavior is going to win out we get some i believe in human beings you know being smart enough to go you know what i don't really enjoy this journey i'm going to change it so so i realize what you're doing here you you've got your optimism hat on so i like yeah i like it <laughs> I, I i can't resist my little bit of pessimism hat though just to just to just to counter that which is at the last gen cfo meet i threw in that we've we've had forms of ai for ages and google maps is a really good has a really good example where you know you can plug it into your car and it gives you a sat nav you can you have a sat nav to wherever you want to go so actually the art of navigating navigation now has turned to we look at the phone in our pocket and i think actually my slight nervousness about your utopia that you described that humans re realize what's happening is I don't see people putting their phones down anytime soon. Everybody is. Come on, Mike. Come on. We, we, okay. look, ho, ho, ho. Keep it, oh, yeah, keep it optimistic. Cheer up, Mike. Cheer yeah. up, Mike. No, I, I, I don't see, I don't I see that. I don't necessarily I see that being a bad thing. So my spin on that, my positive spin on that <laughs> is I don't necessarily see that, that scene, a, see that as a bad thing per se across the whole board. But it's almost like the genie's out of the bottle. Things have changed. They will change. But I, I, I'm, I hope that the human element stays strong, right? <laughs> I have faith. I have yes. faith. Although I have already seen examples of what you're talking about. We were, we were walking around the West End trying to find a bar recently. And uh, we were stood where it was meant to be. And, uh, you know, someone who I was with, who was a lot younger than me, got out their phone to work out where it was. And I stood there and used my eyes and saw where it was and yeah. walked across the street to find the bar. Yeah. Whereas I turned around to see the face in phone trying to work out where it was. So yeah, behavior is um, an interesting one, but I, I have absolute faith in humans and we're going to win out and we're going to use technology. We are the masters of the technology, yes. right? It's not the other way around. And Absolutely. we need to remember that. So uh, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Well, that was the that was the meaningful bit. Um, now, normally at this stage, we do uh, questions. But I have a question for Mike. And Mike's got a question for me, I think, um, which is every week we do this good data, bad data bit. And we, you know, we come up with, you know, one bit of good data one bit of bad data each but my question to, to and this is you know this is almost like a live retro right hot retro when we do the good data bad data bit what is good data to you and what is bad data to you 
and what should we be bringing and how can the audience help us bring this data to us as well the fight the final part of that question is helping the audience that that's the clicking on the link send us some messages based on this conversation right so i can answer that bit really quick hashtag good data yeah um what's good data to me so good good data good data to me is data which communicates well the thing that it's trying to communicate with me in, in some respects so we've been focusing on in in our conversations that we've had here data that tells positive stories which is fine that is good data but it's not necessarily always been presented in a good way if that makes sense so yeah. there's a great website called information is beautiful um which is all about how data gets visualized and some of those some of those visualizations are amazing um good that's good data and obviously the bad, bad data is the opposite you know yeah. inform, inf, data and information that you're getting that doesn't communicate the thing very well um but this I, isn't I, just I, this isn't just visualization that you're talking about right because uh, there's, oh, there's yeah. a there's a risk that it you know good data bad data is turns into good data viz and bad data visualization right Great. and and it's not just that because a, a bit of the right nomenclature on a project plan or you know a, a sign on a door is all data right so absolutely what's what what else is it if it's good data visualization what else is good data well i mean it, well, exactly that it, so we did a thing i did a thing a few years ago in in defra um so one of the one we had we talked about it previously with Matt on the, the releasing 8,000 open data sets in a year. So basically, here's, here's 8,000 new open data sets. But part of the conversation was, what actually is data? Um, and we did this huge, was it citizen science? I don't know if it's citizen science. That's far too grand a way of putting it. But on <laughs> on, on the thing that used to be called Twitter, we, we had a hashtag called this is data. And the people in the teams that I was working in and with would sort of look at things around and about and say, oh, this is data, this is data. So the the, the Braille um, information that is on a notice board, uh, on a on on the lifts the, next to the buttons is data. It's data that tells you something. Yeah. Um, the, the, the menu of what's going on in the restaurant and what you can go and have for lunch is data that you can use to do something with. Um, the bus timetable is data that helps you get there. And I think the reason that we did this is... Um, People quite often think that we'll, we'll, we'll say I'm not a data person and opt out of even thinking about it. So good data for me is where people start to realise actually we are data driven as humans. Uh, they, you know, the fact that you and I are on this this thing right now is that we had an appointment in our diaries and we both use that, that data to be here at the same time. Some of us a few minutes later than others, but you know, hey. <laughs> I've been but, told but, way too much recently that I'm l always late and flaky. But that's um, data, you know. That that's, that's it's yeah, data. that's definitely bad data though. And I uh, <laughs> I only put it down to being incredibly busy and it's tr Christmas, so I can take my time. Of course. But, um, but I mean, even I mean, I'm, I'm clearly being facetious, but um, even that's data that you act on is like, you know, I know now working with you that yeah. to, to give give myself a couple of minutes buffer here and there because I know that I might, <laughs> might be there. Yeah. And I, I think we, you know, we've talked lots of different subjects on this podcast so far, but there were things like we were talking about Boris Johnson potentially being colorblind and actually, you know, maybe four of the cabinet are probably colorblind, right? That's, it's good data to have that. Yeah. 
it's but and it, but it's thinking in those ways right it's like mm-hmm. what is there some is there some mad you know magic's the wrong word is there something that i don't have now that i could have to make things a bit better that's good data like you know knowing that four people in the cabinet are colorblind so i need to produce different reports or knowing that you know i probably can start the meeting at five past because you know chris is late or because people just want to be sociable well, and have a chat first or whatever so I, I i know that some of the people that um that i know are in data people will be freaking out now listening to this thinking well what you're talking about is information you're not talking about data so there's something there's something there also around the, the for me data data is not a purist term and um, so i just wanted to put that in put in put that in there as well but yeah i data is whatever is that, you think it is Exactly. As long yeah. as it's helpful, yeah, yeah, it's that it's that link between between what you're saying is that link between here's here's some evidence and this is the knowledge that I get from that evidence or this is this is what I'm going to do with it that's useful and for me good data is when you can do something with the the information the data that you're getting. But that is, that is a very important point, right? Because you don't just collect data for the sake of data, right? You you collect it for a reason, and mm-hmm. half of the battle with you know data is actually getting the right data in the first place Mm -hmm. so and and that's not just in terms of data quality it's about data accessibility you know does it does it even exist right so does the cabinet i'll I'll go back to it but you know does does is there any data on um you know invisible disabilities within mps right a great bit that would be a great data set why because when we report we can report in a particular way good data bad data good data is does this does this information exist probably bad data you know bad data is is it being acted on appropriately no yeah you know and i think i think that you know this bit of this bit of the podcast it's almost i think almost the conclusion i've got from this conversation is it can be whatever we want it to be as long as we're talking about <laughs> information data in some way as long as we call it data it's yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like I've got some good news. Let's call it good data. Um, yeah. I, I've got well, some good viz. I've got some good, you know, a good headline. Yeah, it can be whatever we want. But I, I would love people to to contribute to this as well. I think you know, we, people are living and breathing data, you know, in in their jobs. So if they do come across something that's particularly interesting, it would be good to yeah. to have it. And you can you know send that into us, or you can just as you say hash hashtag us or, or whatever on LinkedIn or socials. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It can be whatever we want it to be, but I'm glad we had the conversation because there was definitely something in there and uh, maybe not one for the purists because uh, data is a four-letter word after all. Yeah. <laughs> who wants who wants their own data? What? <laughs> Room goes quiet. So that's it. That's our New Year's special. Um, that was, I think that was, broadly optimistic uh you know this I, stuff I, I tried is... i tried to try to be a little bit pessimistic in the middle but i think i brought myself back around i think what you bring brought was the reality there this yeah. is a complex area and you know chris it's all well and good you know high-fiving and saying let's go on with it but there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance to this data digital transformation career change you know remote working flexibility ai gen ai world right there's there's loads yeah. in there and um, you, de- you definitely also don't want to be that guy in the pub when you're showing phone phones of these new crazy apps go you want to be careful with that mate you don't want to be that person <laughs> 
I, but equally, I don't know whether I want to be that person getting my phone out in the pub saying, look at my Gen AI generated images. You know, there was a moment last night when I thought, oh, God, is this the shape of the future? You know, this is we're, we're sat in a pub, but this doesn't feel like a pub. But at least you weren't texting each other. That would have been worse. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the next that's the next step. So, yeah. So, you know, I hope, I hope everyone has a fantastic 2024. Um, we are kicking off uh, next week with an amazing speaker. So look out for that. We have lots of speakers in the pipeline. As Mike said, we've already been doing a lot of work on that and we've only really just got started. So uh, do subscribe and do share the good good news and do share the good and bad data. And uh, thanks very much for for listening. I've only got one shout out this week, um, but it's a very important one. Uh, We had Lynn uh, Titley come on to the podcast a few weeks ago and um she had just finished up at uh, one job and lynn's got a job uh she's she can't she can't say what it is but it's uh it's a great move for her she's over the moon about it she's very keen to get stuck in she was at our lunch and learn yesterday and a real advocate for peer learning and and sharing and i think um a job just before christmas is fantastic and it couldn't have happened to a, a nicer person. So congratulations, yeah. Lynn. Yeah, congratulations. So any any final thoughts? Uh, just to say Happy New Year and good luck to everybody for, for this Gen AI, Gen AI and AI future that we have in store for us over the next 12 months. <laughs> oh, and, and the final, final one is keep an eye out for the uh, It's Not All About the Numbers Big Day Out. Yeah, coming to, uh, you know, it's, it's either going to be Wembley or, you know, I don't know what's the other one. The Millennium I, I, I want the Albert Hall to be honest. Yeah, that's, oh, okay. that's that suits me better. To be fair, the Albert Hall that's a bit highbrow, but yeah, no, I'll go with that. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. I really look forward to that. I would love to make that happen in 2024. Yeah. And if there is anybody who's interested in being part of that or helping us with it, sponsoring it, you know, who knows? You know, that would be absolutely fantastic to do. So, uh, get in contact with us at uh, podcast at generationcfo.com. Thank you for being part of today and uh, remember, it's not all about the numbers.